Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is. Brooke? Jordan. Did you ready your breakfast? Did you did you eat hearty? I did. Do you know where we're dining tonight? In hell. Absolutely. <laughs> it was you know, had a pretty big breakfast, had a nice bagel, some eggs, mm. you know, some tea. Really ready to go into battle. Feeling yeah. great for the podcasting war that we're headed into. Definitely. I appreciate I feel like the way that people talk in this film is how I would actually like to talk in real life, but uh, just oh, but just for normal circumstances, like tonight we battle in hell. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, Go absolutely. That's just a normal day at work, you know. See, I am on the opposite end where I'm very intimidated by the way everyone in this talks. In that, like, how Gerard Butler is able to yell and enunciate his words is something that I will never be able to do. Like, I like tried yelling once, like at that level, and I just sound stupid he's a i could never do this he's a great cinematic yeller it takes huge mouth his jaw <laughs> homie's jaw opens up oh, like two it's gross right? it's like it's... a unhinged like snake jaw when he opens his mouth it's like it's like uncanny it really is <laughs> yeah when he has that side profile like his head when he dies they like he, we yeah. see like his profile he looks like a greek like sculpture or like a yeah, painting he on does. a right because he's the little too. yes he has the pony and his hair is like slicked back i was like gerard butler are you from ancient greece oh my god that's so funny you had that thought too i was like that was just like a passing like wow he really kind of looks like a sculpture yeah. right synchronized yeah i love this great for us and I think they did an amazing job with like his facial hair and everything. Like he really does look like he's stepped out of time, yes. even though this is like weird comic book CGI land. At least he looks wait, like he wait, belongs. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying they didn't shoot this on location? In ancient no Greece? Fuck. They weren't at the hot gates? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I hate to break it to wow, you. Wow, really upset. There, there wasn't a seven foot nine tall Persian man He's controlling an army? Oh, tall. Um, wow. There's a lot to unpack here. Oh, Excited to unpack all of it. We got to strip down our clothes and get into some nice Speedos. Yes. But before we unpack anything. Yes. Hi, I'm Brooke Solomon. Jordan Gustafson. We love talking about cinema. We love talking about being queer. We love talking about queer cinema. So here we are talking about it on mic. And today we are talking 2007s or sixes. Oh, no. Seven. Oh, no. Well, a question. It says on Wikipedia that it's 2007, but I believe it says on Letterboxd that it's 2006. Yeah. So, oh boy. what is the truth? What it was really... We have to... Wait, hold okay. on. Okay. Oh, this is actually... Probably something okay. to do with, like, <laughs> festival premieres, or, like, mm-hmm. there's That's... always some sort of weird, like, yep. discrepancy. It's de- So, it's premiere was December 2006, but it had... Its official release was March 9th, 2007. Okay. There we go. Wow. Well, regardless, that is the Letterbox movie... Letterboxd lied. <laughs> that is the movie we are talking about today, and joining us is... Film writer Brianna Ziegler. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So delighted. So Ready delighted. Ready to go into battle with you. 
Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Us and the, the 207 other Spartans. It's yeah. It's going to be great. 207? 297. You can't count, oh. dude. Holy <laughs> shit. This is embarrassing. This is really embarrassing for you. See, this wow. is good. <laughs> wow. I, I love giving Jordan. That was Jor- a real swing and a miss. <laughs> I love giving Jordan shit, and it seems that you also like giving Jordan totally shit. Totally fine. So I, I think great. together. Honestly, I'm fine being the one bullied here. <laughs> We're unstoppable. I, I saw it coming. I'll just go to the persian side and be like y'all just go over the fucking hill that's right there the goat path yeah or what have you yeah what have you um uh, okay well this is i think let's see An this important is the text. third the fourth Zack snyder movie that we've covered okay wait so we really bvs uh justice, justice league. league nice and then this and then this so it's the third okay. the th- Okay. Right. Yeah. We didn't already do Watchmen. Not yet. We will be. And we will do it eventually. Are you really? Absolutely. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, Rorschach. There's absolutely a reading on him. And Sucker Punch. Yeah. We'll do Sucker Punch eventually. Yeah. <sighs> That's yeah. a good one. That's a mm-hmm. big one. Wow. Yeah. That is a big one. I mean, like honestly, like the only thing other than like we could pretty much probably get through his whole oeuvre except for Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. Because uh, I don't know forget. if that's queer at all. I haven't seen it in, I don't know. Who's to say? The owls are fucking? Oh, my God. No, God. Look, okay, look. I think we deserve gay representation in the owls. Did you ever read those oh? books? Did no. You, did either of you ever read those I books? I never fucking read those. Okay, well, I read those books. They're oh, actually, okay. they're pretty good. Okay, we need to pause. <laughs> Brianna, I think now we need to stop bullying me and bully Brooke for, <laughs> for reading, reading these owl books. The owl books? And I read all of them. You fucking. Of oh course I God. did. Wow. Okay, yeah. Well, this was this. Instead of you seeing this movie, uh, you were reading those books, and I was seeing this movie as a thirteen-year-old boy or however old, and being like, "Wow, this is the greatest fucking thing I have ever seen in my life." Stop. <laughs> Jordan, why don't you tell us about oh, your first experience no. with this movie? This hey, early? you you brought it on yourself. Okay, this movie comes out. It's the year two thousand seven. Fuck, I think I am like 13 or 14, probably. I don't know. You would be 11. I w- Wait, how old are you? 25. I can't do math as we've already established. <laughs> you would have been, yeah, 12, because I'm 11. 26. I was like okay. 12. Great. 12 or 13 when it so came So we're out. 12 or 13. You know, this is a very, this movie is like made for 12 to like 16 year old boys. Yeah. Uh, it's like, that's the demographic. Um, this movie comes out. All of my friends have seen it. I didn't see it in a theater, obviously. But I did see Meet the Spartans in a theater, yeah, an epic same. movie. <laughs> this is unfortunate for both of us. Yikes! Um, I think I so I hadn't seen this one in a theater, but I saw it on a burned DVD that a friend of mine gave me, uh, which was great. So had that download. It was probably like 240p or how, like the lowest oh, quality. So good. Um, and that movie severely influenced me i was like wow these action set pieces are cinema wow these swords are so cool so of course me you know being a budding budding filmmaker or whatever wannabe i bought a recreation like a replica sword like a wood one uh and then decided to make a short film called uh the last god king obviously you know tying back to xerxes and were this. you starring in the no no role? no i was directing okay um, gotcha. But it was basically a blend of like this and Troy. So really <laughs> just wrong. distilling the worst of my film taste at the time into one piece of uh, 
young adult teenage cinema. I think so. we're gonna find the original file. Oh, we'll, we'll release. We'll we're release the Gustafson dig it up. cut. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need to see it. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. It was really fuck. I think this was my first time revisiting this movie since watching it. Like when, when I was like, a teenage boy. Right. Yeah. So you had one of the fancy swords that like has kind of like it's kind of like a scimitar, but not and then really. Then it has like the handle. Yeah. 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 Very I really nice. wanted one of the shields. The shields are fucking cool. The shields yeah. are he- no joke. Those things are yeah. heavy duty. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah. So then Meet the Spartans came out and I was like, wow. And then obviously that informed me being a terrible person. I was like, great. They're dunking on Britney Spears, Ryan Seacrest, the Transformers. Do you know how it opens? No. Brianna, do you remember how it opens? I, I think it doesn't it open with the pit. I feel yes. like it does a pit gag. It, yeah, it opens with a double oh, pit gag. Don't it, they kick like Amy Winehouse in? Uh, yeah, so it's like she goes <laughs> oh my in. God, they, no, there's so, so there's the pit gags with Britney and stuff, but there's there's okay. the throwing the babies over the ledge, which they open with, uh, and they throw a Shrek baby. Uh, then there's a Vietnamese baby that comes in, and Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie Good. adopt it. This is oh, so yep. fucked great. up. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Leonidas, of course. I'm really glad that like whatever genre of parody movie that was dominating the mid-2000s has just like totally gone away. Like, oh, oh my God. I was thinking that last night while watching it because I was just like thinking about Meet the Spartans because I yeah. had only seen Meet the Spartans. I had not seen this until last night. And I was like just Wait. thinking about Oh my yeah, this god! Yeah, my first. I'd never seen it. I'd been. I was going this to because I'd started watching Zack Snyder's stuff because I loved Watchmen. So I was starting to like. I wanted to like watch all his other shit. Uh, so yeah, this was my first time watching it. But I was just thinking to myself, wow. like, wow, I'm so glad that movies like Meet the Spartans just aren't a thing anymore. They were just so. I was like, God, they just like made fun of Amy Winehouse in like the most awful way. Like yep. it was just a vehicle for like making fun of people in like a very not funny like way yeah it's terrible they're terrible (laughs) they're all terrible i think it was i don't remember what we were covering but like we had to mention epic movie yes epic movie with uh the chronicles of narnia oh yeah that was not on our podcast (laughs) even Mm. we couldn't make that one work but um yeah like there's all these like terrible 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 parodies i mean vampires suck a mess date movie uh not another teen movie superhero movie i think yeah superhero movie yep scary movie of course of course but scary movie is the only good one did superhero yeah, movie star drake bell yeah recently yes. convicted okay, yeah. of yes felon yeah <laughs> drake bell felon Very drake cool. bell this is so unfortunate i was actually i was watching a clip from it last night it popped up on my, oh, no. on my youtube and there's literally like a mr fantastic like character who's just is taking upskirt pics and i was like oh what a different time the 2000s <laughs> were wow yeah horrifying <laughs> i honestly brianna i can't believe that this is the first time that you've know, seen 300 because usually this is the position that i'm in because yes. there are so many movies that She's, i haven't seen she only saw four movies growing up yeah uh-huh i was oh, okay i was mostly you know reading the Passion <laughs> of the christ okay um, oh, nice. spirit spirit sign of cimarron <laughs> wow and then like two other jesus movies i typically like forget probably like <laughs> I watched Singing in the Rain and Mary Poppins. And then that was the four. And Sound of Music a lot too. Okay. So, but here's the thing is that I have seen 100. I have seen 300. I saw 100. Honestly, the thing is I probably did only see a third of it because I watched it again when I was like, 13 
14. Incredible. Maybe. I don't know why my parents decided we should watch this, but oh, I probably... Oh, wait. Wh- you watched this with your parents? I probably only saw a third of it because they fast forwarded through like the sex scenes and like oh, the violence, wow. which is like all the of the movie. movie. 90% of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think they were like, oh yeah, this is some movie about like ancient Romans and Greeks. Brooke, yeah. you like that. Like, let's throw it on. And then we're immediately like, oh, we should not have put this on. This oh, is not acceptable. No. Um, but I, I, I like very clearly remember watching the pit kick iconic scene i mean (laughs) even if you hadn't seen this movie everyone like knows the dialogue from this movie yeah it's just how many one-liners of this movie like have permeated like culture forever yeah yeah Yeah. or penetrated culture oh absolutely Uh. i mean my god (laughs) wow the amount of penetration in this movie is Mm -hmm. wow yeah i mean like uh this pretty much every Zack Snyder movie I find myself asking is this the most Zack Snyder movie to Zack Snyder like what is like the most Zack Snyder movie but I think that obviously this is like a very good contender yeah Yeah, what so so. I mean having this so you're I'm so fascinated this is your first watch and everything so like what is your journey with Snyder like how do you feel what is like been your arc with him? How does this movie like impact your thoughts on him? Because I feel like, as we've discussed with like BVS and stuff, I wouldn't say he's like a controversial director, but like everyone has like a take on him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like you either like like him, like the man, and you don't like his movies. You either like like the movies. It's like it's just I feel like it's such a like specific breakdown. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's very interesting in the like the conversations he provokes because he's not like. <laughs> a particularly amazing director but like yeah i i i get i think it's just because of his like involvement with dc and like the whole justice league thing that's really like brought him into such sharp focus but i mean i watched the first thing i watched of his was man of steel when it came out in like oh 2013 2014 2013 oh my god i remember i went to see it with a friend and i was like this is the most boring thing i've ever seen in my life and i never like (laughs) revisited it and then i saw batman versus superman and i was like this is the worst thing i've ever seen in my life and then i watched it again because i wanted to make my boyfriend at the time like suffer through it and i thought it'd be funny to watch it again with him um so i thought those were dog shit movies and then i watched um Oh, was the ne- next thing I watched was Watchmen, I think, finally this year, which yeah. I fell in love with and saw- thought was, like, a total masterpiece. And I'm like, holy shit, like, this is so good. And then I always thought, I, I just thought the conversations surrounding him with the Snyder Cut was just so fascinating. And, yeah, like, it, it, it put him into this position of being such a, like, underdog, like, auteur, um (laughs) it's like i don't think he's like again i don't think he's like an amazing director but i do think watchman is an amazing film and i think he is like i i admire how much he loves filmmaking and how clearly like he you can argue that he's not great but or like you know whatever but he does have like passion he loves filmmaking he has like a vision he's like he He's not just like a, um, what do you call it? Like a conveyor belt, you know, yeah. like a director for like, no offense, like Marvel, just making like, <laughs> like a plug and play. Yeah. yeah. Cause like he's a part of DC, but the whole reason that part of the reason they booted him off was just because he was too like singular and he had like these just grand, grandiose, uh, 
this grandiose vision for it. And I respect that, you know? It didn't work for me. I didn't like his Justice League at all, but, like, I respect him, you know? And I yeah. liked this, actually. I thought it was pretty good. I um, love this. Yeah. I think it's, like, a very entertaining movie. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was so... I mean, I didn't know there was such preoccupation with like body horror in this movie it's like a gross movie it's oh like, yeah very grody. i did not know that at all i thought it was just like i thought the most was just like the xerxes guy with all his piercings i didn't realize there were like mutant people <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. in- it's very interesting the preoccupation with body in this movie is like very very fascinating Oh my god, yeah. That is like the number one like craziest thing about this movie is that yeah. it, it it like whereas I mean you mentioned Marvel and I feel like Marvel sort of has a reputation for being like, well, you know, whoever's in their movies has to get a six pack and like has to be cut and like then they're just kind of put on display. But like yeah. this this movie puts all of like Loves display. It everything yeah, pales everything in comparison to like also, what yeah. this is. Yeah. 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 It's really like whereas I feel like the Marvel movies and these more kind of like basic like hot people movies are more about like, well this is traditionally hot. People want to see that. This movie is like fascinated with what it means mm-hmm. to like have a body in all these different ways and like displaying it it's 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 like the it's just crazy. stealing like the perfect male form right for like the screen and like what snyder like thinks is like the perfect male form mm-hmm. and like the embodiment of that versus like the monstrous yeah. others exactly yeah mm-hmm. it's very interesting he's such a jock i know oh, work out, my God. Work he out seems bro. like such a nice guy but like his yeah he has such jockish movies with like (laughs) the simplest themes and like even Watchmen people have like criticized it because it kind of distills I mean I haven't read the the graphic novel but it like distills uh, Alan Moore's like original kind of like thesis into like the simplest terms it does yeah and it's like (laughs) our favorite himbo I completely agree because it's like I really I think admire I think like what I admire about him is like he is so singular in his vision and style and like he just has like everything he does like effuses like an energy that's like he so specifically it. you his. can tell he loves totally. making totally yeah he has Absolutely. such passion that comes through in the filmmaking like especially with Watchmen like you could just right. like feel how much he like is trying to adhere to the source material and how well he knows the source material and wants to do it justice and there's such like you know style and flair and like i feel like it comes through so well especially in like the um the opening title sequence i, yeah. I hate to keep going into watchmen but the oh watchmen, no um, please do it the, totally um, ties times into this they too. are changing yeah. i don't know i can just like feel the love that he has for this this totally. series like in that sequence um but but same with like 300 i mean i mean it's everything. like page for page in this is like he really tried to like transcribe the comic to like the screen and it's like mm-hmm. by doing so and like inventing this like slow-mo speed ramp style he like yeah. <laughs> defines american filmmaking for like the next 10 years yeah like it's really like yeah. the matrix changes like action filmmaking and then like this movie for like ever like i mean like the mm-hmm. impact that like this movie has and like the Snyder style it's like we can mock this movie and like how like brown it is and all that stuff but like at the end of the day like he really like 
nail the whole style. I'm I'm also yeah. I think that I am actually much more interested in si- in sort of like the CGI craziness that this movie has this mm-hmm. time around than I was when I like initially watched it mm. or even when I was thinking about it where I was like oh right like it's gross and like everything is shot on blue screen and it looks insane but watching it this time I was like I actually kind of like it I feel like it's crazy enough that it comes across as like a really clear stylistic thing totally yeah. and like well, I it's also see singular, it yeah. yeah exactly I see it in a lot in sort of like his cut the Snyder cut of Justice League, like the mm-hmm. the flashback sequences right. are like this mm-hmm. very like epic type yeah. slow-mo speed ramp, like CGI heavy. I was even thinking about very different, but like in Thor Ragnarok, you know, they're like slow-mo speed ramp yeah. sequence with like all the crazy lighting and mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, it's yeah. like watching this, I was like, right. Okay. These From are the, this, that's, yeah. the, that's the origin of that yeah. kind of stuff is right I mean, here. Was I not on the edge of my seat? This time clapping when there's that like side like dolly oneer where you just like push in, pull out, like Oh god, that's so up. iconic. I'd already seen that before in like other things too. Yeah. It's like referenced right? and like, you yeah. know, everyone's seen that sequence. Absolutely. And it's like, <laughs> well, I mean the man gets shoot action. Yeah. Wait, that's the yeah, one when Gerard Butler's cutting yeah, down Gerard's like twenty doing Persians. Whole, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I like I I love that. And I, I feel like that is a great like body display sequence oh, absolutely. too. His thighs in that sequence specifically <laughs> the, yeah. are just like bulging. It's yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, we all know that Snyder loves like cutting to these images, these like singular images, like the pit kick or shoving all the Persians off the cliff, which is like the poster of this movie or the tree full of bodies. Like he loves being like an image Mm -hmm. here. It is. He loves images. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's a music video guy. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with this movie, it's like, like it's truly like a pornographic, like overflow of images because (laughs) he's just like every single thing. He's just like, I'm going to make this look, so distinct in like mm-hmm. what he thinks is pretty and like glorifying as we've talked about it's like a glorification of like very specific like male body images and it's just so fascinating too that this movie is like as we sort of mentioned it's like beloved by like straight teen boys but then mm-hmm. also like gay men and then also like hmm. very conservative middle america yes it's like this movie <laughs> exists at such a weird intersection i think of like american culture because there's like so many different ways that like we can you can kind of interpret it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. for good or bad you know what i mean and i think there is definitely like it's hard to avoid i think the some of the readings of this movie even though snyder says that he didn't have any specific thoughts on it but it's like given the time and everything you know yeah Yeah. i I think that this movie is a very good sort of like example of what <laughs> what like cinematic interpretation means because I mean Snyder has that amazing quote. Do you just want to read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's my favorite quote. Um, where Snyder, so Snyder denies the ideological readings, which we'll dig into eventually. But uh, he goes, uh, "This is all part one thing." He goes, "What's more scary to a twenty-year-old boy than a giant god king who wants to have his way with you?" Then he continues on and going, uh, "Some people have said to me, your movie's homoerotic." Some have said your movie's homophobic, but in my mind, the movie is neither. I don't have a problem with people interpreting it the way they like, as long as they buy tickets first. And you're just (laughs) like, this makes sense. Like, it makes sense that Snyder would say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I was reading some of my mutuals on Letterboxd reviews of it, and 
um, one of them mentioned how uh, people on certain corners of the internet have used this movie as like a paradigm for like an ethnostate. Yeah. Of wanting an ethnostate. And like the, this is where the fascist readings of Zack Snyder mm-hmm. have begun, which is yes. funny because he just recently like was like, I'm Democrat. Like I'm right. very liberal. And I think it just ties into his whole kind of boneheaded approach to themes. Because <laughs> yeah. he's so clearly like, focused on imagery and making the movie look cool that he like definitely does not take as much uh attention to like the not even the story he's conveying but just like the subtext like there's no like Mm -hmm. like there's which of course allows him to be like oh you know you can you can interpret my movie however you like of course (laughs) like it's because like he you know there isn't really much consideration taken into it whatsoever so people can interpret it however they want and use it for their own like nefarious reasons yeah Um, because it's hard to not look at it and be like this is a movie about like white people being afraid of diversity yep and like wanting to maintain the purity of like an Aryan race or whatever (laughs) we talked off mic about it it's like everything it's like homoerotic and homophobic it's like racist it's like like all going on these things it's like the opening of the movie is like a group of black envoys from like Persia come and they're ultra feminine. They're coded as like putting these like right. perfect white people into slavery. And then how do we deal with them? Oh, we'll kick them and kill them and put them in the pit. And yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I totally believe that Zack Snyder did not intend any sort of reading like that. Like, I agree. Of how <laughs> yes. he is, Cause he's a himbo making himbo movies. And I, I totally believe that he's Democrat and like, just didn't, mean right. for this but yeah. it's also like you can't ignore it you know even if he didn't intend it it's there yeah <laughs> have you seen have you seen army of the dead brianna yes yeah. i did so like i feel like that is a great Zack snyder movie in terms of like what is what is going on in Zack snyder's mind because like <laughs> there is <laughs> that movie has absolutely nothing on its mind and like the it's great. The sledgehammer. It's yeah. so I liked great. it. I had fun. People I had it was like boring, but like I don't know. I, had a good time. I think I had it's a good anything time. but boring. <laughs> it's it's maybe a little long in the tooth, but I had a great True. time. Yeah. But like I, I feel like that is when Zack Snyder is like, yeah, I don't know. I want to make a movie about zombies in Vegas, but then right. it's also like. It also is like a very thematically rich movie, but it feels completely accidental. Like with, yeah. you know, the whole like immigration aspect of it right, and like right. coyotes oh, yeah. and smuggling people across the border. And you know that he wasn't like, this is actually about the immigrant experience in America. He was like, I don't know. I think we should have some people get smuggled into Vegas. It sounds cool. Yes. Well, it's like I was watching, um, I was watching this YouTube video review of it and um, for like the one YouTube channel that I, YouTube movie review channel that I actually still subscribe to, but they were just like talking about how like he has these images and they think that they are intentional, but he's not trying to say anything. It's just like, look, I am aware of things that are going on in my country. Yeah. He's not, there's actually no subtext to them. It's just like Zack Snyder being like aware of this and like putting right. the imagery in his film with no actual like statement or anything meaningful to say, which mm. I agree with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that is like ties with this movie. It's like, I think he had to be like aware of what was going on with like the Bush era, like 2006, seven, like Iraq yeah. war and everything. You know what I mean? Like it feels like this 
knows and it's like dealing with like this whole idea of like an outsider and like the fear of like an outsider but it's Mm -hmm. as you said again it's like not necessarily like handling it in a nuanced way or anything like that but it's just like this is happening so like we could put this in here and whether or not he thought about it or not it's just like when this came out it was just like at the apex of like this conversation so it's impossible to really overlook that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean like the iranian government literally like denounced this Mm. movie when it came out and was like you included demons in the persian army and like (laughs) had everyone be kneeling to the super effeminate king like what is that about they absolutely hated it which i mean like is fair there was like protests at the un over this movie we love a good we love a good controversial controversial. bush era yeah it's like yeah i mean like it's just such a fascinating thing because the spark, I think it all, it all ties back. It's like everything is so intricately linked in this because it ties back to, as we were saying in the beginning, like the image is like a body image and like how it's like Snyder's fascination with like the perfect male form and how like the Spartan like eugenics of throwing babies off cliffs like leads to a perfect right. like male society mm-hmm. versus then you go to like the Persians where there are literal monsters or they're effeminate or they're like a bunch right. of lesbians who are like having an orgy they're, and like they're it's encroaching yeah. on our like like white society like yeah. is this dangerous I don't know you know but then mm-hmm. the fact that like yeah it's just it's so fascinating that this movie exists in this time frame because like at the end of the day like you could ask a boy and be like, so what did you think of the movie? And he would be like, honestly, the action was so fucking cool. And you're like, ask about the themes. And he's like, what themes? But then some other person would completely have a different thought and be like, wow, this is X, Y, Z. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think because Snyder is the way that he is and like, you know, across the board seems to be like a really, really amazing guy, like in his personal life and is like, you know, good to the people that he works under that he's like yeah, working. People are always talking for... about how cool he is and yeah. nice he is to work with. <laughs> like, it's so great. I feel like it really gives us like a really great freedom to talk about his movies because like, mm-hmm. you know, usually it's like it's so loaded and you're like, well, this director is a terrible person and blah, blah, blah. Sure. And like, what did they really intend here? So it's kind of nice that you can be like, I don't know what he was thinking, but like, let's unpack all of it because he just seems like a good guy. He seems like a chill guy. So nice. Every time I was watching this movie or this series that like YouTube's putting out in tangent with Army of the Dead, where he like talks about his like filmmaking practices, and he's just he's so charming (laughs) and like goofy and nice and dumb and like I don't know. He just seems like a sweet guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, he's obviously like a total gym bro. And this is like a great movie about like, like going said, to the gym, the male body and going to the gym. Um, But he, it seems like he does it in like kind of a healthy way. So, you know, good for him. He feels like Hercules from the, like the Disney animated version of like, if Ultimate that himbo, Disney yeah. Hercules was directing movies, like it would be, be Zack, Zack Snyder, Snyder, you know? Yeah. Talking of army of the dead. I think it's so fascinating with that movie too, that he DPs that movie because like watch, the way that he dp'd that versus this is so different yeah. i mean this is and larry fong right exactly <laughs> yeah i agree yeah. Yes. i agree with you and it's sad though because like larry fong like doesn't get the credit i think for like changing you yeah. know the film industry because it really gets tied to like snyder's vision but like without right. him you know what would this movie have been if it was just snyder dping like would it have been in focus i don't know i don't know (laughs) who's to say so speaking of this movie let's talk about sort of like how it came to be and like what it 
what the hype was surrounding it um because obviously this movie was huge when it came out like so huge and grossed like a ton of money and i mean it did amazing like the first couple of weekends like it came right out of the gate like really successful so like what led to that let's talk about it i mean i think that like the sort of like the incredible like physicality of it was definitely like a big factor um my boyfriend is very interested in like working out and the history of like different (laughs) sort of like bodybuilding (laughs) techniques so all of all of the info that i have is directly from him thank you evan but this was apparently the beginning of the Zack Snyder and Jim Jones collab. Jim Jones is like a company that deals with like, you know, prep for movie workouts and stuff like that. They did Men of Steel. They're the one that like got Henry Cavill in shape and stuff like Hello. that. So this is where they all met each other. But oh, like no. what's insane is that the training program for all of these guys was eight weeks. That's fucked eight up. They're doing weeks. steroids. They're doing oh, steroids. Wait, are you saying steroids. that <laughs> like, these people who get really ripped in Hollywood are <laughs> using <laughs> artificial means to get this ripped? We can in only a few s- weeks. Speculate. We can only speculate, but it's a hunch. Mm-hmm. It's a little I mean, hunch. Like, eight weeks is absolutely no, it's insane. Ridiculous. Yeah. Apparently, they could never repeat the same workout twice because they didn't want their bodies to get used to like any one particular type of workout. Oh my god! It just it sounds it sounds so miserable to be training for this yeah. film because you don't get any days off. These men are shirtless for two hours. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. When are they ever not? not naked the only time that gerard butler is not fully showing off his six-pack is when he goes to the oracle and he has a little cloak wrapped around him but then guess who's not showing anything there is the fucking oracle yeah what that sequence is so weird apparently they they shot her underwater for that so they could get like the family oh that's so cool right sequence is really cool though it looks so it is it's really cool until the uh guy who's leaking water from his face leaks uh licks the oracle and (laughs) i reel and want to crawl into a hole yeah i mean this film is obviously also wait 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 wait. <laughs> quick pause on that on yeah the Oracle. how like i they like he insults like the philosophers and the government for being like inbred people yeah right yeah well no <laughs> it's the priest oh okay it's specifically. The priesthood. okay okay yeah i wasn't sure if that was like the philosophers or whatever that no. Zack snyder's like these fucking nerds no because but the- also like <laughs> i feel like he might think that the philosophers are athens God, well of course they're all fucking yeah as as gerard butler says yeah yeah we have to make a point that athens is gay but sparta is definitely not gay Mm-mm. never they forget. weren't oiling <laughs> it up and sticking it in it in a, uh, a fucking Sparta. it's so funny though that like the in my head like like the opposing force the persians being like the feminine and spartans being the masculine when it's like they're all half naked anyway exactly (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) it seems to be equal playing ground absolutely the idea that the 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 persians are sort of like this huge othering force like we said was sort of like the demonic and like the monstrous like you know parts of their forces i mean every time some persian soldier gets their helmet knocked off they're just like not even human and Mm -hmm. like you mentioned the sort of like lesbian orgy scene in xerxes tent is very much like oh my god look at look at the deviancy look at like look at how crazy this is it's very it's very interesting we were talking Mm -hmm. about the production and you're like it ties back to the shirtless thing where this is based on frank miller's comics uh mm-hmm. the comic series rather and he wrote that like he didn't care about the historical accuracy of it and he was basically, oh really oh yeah no oh, that's uh, sick <laughs> wait, wait this this wasn't historically accurate and it blows my mind but um bit. he goes like 
it was quite obvious that it wasn't going for historic, like historical accuracy. And he basically was just like, yeah, like I took away all the armor because I wanted my men to like move fast and look good. Everything about it was just like him, like being like, how can I make this look cool and like hot versus yeah. like, oh my God, accuracy or like storytelling purposes or anything <laughs> yeah but like i appreciate his commitment oh for sure um we yeah. talked about troy not too long ago and that is like a very similar film that is kind of like all about the male form and it's also not historically accurate but it like it thinks that it is yes. they're like well this is historically accurate like i appreciate snyder's dedication to being like no what's important is that it looks fucking awesome mm-hmm. yeah thank you uh, yes. i don't think he cares about uh historical accuracy at all yeah no no i don't know i think it's fascinating i think at the, as we were talking about production at the time michael mann was going to do oh. a movie about the 300 uh mm. the battle of thermopylae which honestly would kind of whip i think i would think that's yeah like would colin farrell have like his like miami vice greasebacked hair i would be interested to see a <sighs> michael mann period piece besides lashes of the mohicans of course mm. but like yeah i mean look i love michael mann love him love michael mann controversial yeah. take not i, a, no, I don't know no, no. michael mann good <laughs> michael oh my mann. god whoa with um but yeah that that is very interesting yeah. okay okay i would like to see it one day yeah but i mean it's basically like a shot for shot recreation of this comic book um and obviously like it's all shot on green screen blue. and blue screen oh excuse me blue screen yeah and i mean obviously you can tell but yes. it's cool whatever it's cool I think it looks cool. really good it's like for for just shooting something entirely in cgi it's like at least make it look epic and not like fucking you know muddy dirt like the marvel movies right like this is i think because like the backgrounds are simpler and there's less like effects it's mostly sword play in a way that this this actually like looks a lot cleaner mm-hmm. than much of the other stuff, even though like, yeah, I mean, complaint of this movie is like, oh, it's so brown. There's no color. Like, what is it this? It is brown, but yeah. it's like Very at least brown. neat. Like, I feel like I feel like Marvel movies are brown and flat or at it's least different this sort is of brown, brown and has character. Oh, my God. <laughs> they love living in the contrast in this movie. It's like you yeah, took oh the dial like all the way up when they were doing the color correction. They actually pioneered a technique to do that. It's called the crush because they crush <laughs> the, the blacks. So. Wow, that's neat. Very Snyder go. I know. Look at him go. It's fascinating. I watched. um, Have you seen the sequel? Well, obviously, no. That you watched just the first one, but there's no. I've never seen the sequel. Rise of an Empire, as we all know, which is so fascinating to watch in contrast with this because there's color in it. It's like set at sea, so it's like blues and the browns, and so it has sort of a color and a different style to it, but. Without having Snyder at the helm, it really does feel, I don't want to say lifeless, but like kind of lifeless. It like doesn't have such a clear, like distinct style that this movie even does. And whether or not you like it or not, it's like the Browns work for this movie. And even though I like the color, there's like nothing really driving that movie to like keep you as visually engaged other than like Eva Green. Interesting. I mean, hey, we Mm. love Eva Green. Oh, absolutely. No question. Love Eva Green. Love Eva Green. Okay. Should we talk about uh, the plot? I mean, I think we should. Oh my god, the plot? What plot? I don't know. They go, they fight some Persians. This is basically, there's 300 of them. For honor. Honor? And whatever. This Never back down. Big about honor. Never surrender. 
I didn't realize that that was from this movie until I watched it again. The Never Back Down, Never Surrender. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait. <laughs> yeah. I thought that had to be from something else when they said that. I was like, no, they're that's aping off of something else. That didn't start with this, but it did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. God, this movie was so influential. I know. It's crazy. This movie. It's like right i feel like too when like video game culture was like starting to really pop off like i feel like Mm -hmm. this is what video game movies want to be like if that makes sense like this feels like a video game movie put to screen yeah there's a video game called rise colon son of rome um which is basically just like this movie set in rome with like the same style it's like the slow-mo action and everything so if this at the game had come out first you would be like oh word it's just like a video game right so i'm shocked that they haven't maybe they have but i feel like this would have been such a clear shoe in for a video game it probably some version I, of it it probably, probably does exist. have a video game right yeah. has to, i yeah. would assume i mean just all the legs flying everything just feels like it was built for like an action scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean all of like those those images that i mentioned too like that's such a good kind of like finish him like right. end kill image right defeat yeah. the three elephants charging at you exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i mean it basically is set up like a bunch of different boss levels <laughs> it is. once yes, they get literally. to the actual yeah. Fight. Yeah. yeah yeah will your can you block out the arrows blotting the sun yeah let's find out yeah, yeah. it's just i like <laughs> i i'm a big fan of movies like that where it's just thing after thing after thing mm-hmm. after thing in relatively the same spot yes if you can make it entertaining i'm in i'm there how yeah. do you feel about when they cut away to like the lena stuff back in sparta posing for you because i feel like it's like a they added that in for this and i almost wonder if if it detracts a little bit because i feel like you sort of want to just be with the men it is kind of pointless it feels like it doesn't really do anything i mean it's just like her kind of holding her own yeah you're just kind of like oh like he gives a little bit of screen time to a woman right to like give her something to do is what it feels like Mm -hmm. i think it was i think it was a nice gesture she's second gesture (laughs) (laughs) lena is second build in this which is like great wild and this was her breakout um she submitted this for game of thrones yeah Yeah. no question yeah but um yeah it's interesting it's kind of weird because yeah it's like nothing happens i assume they want you like the audience to have some stakes about like what Sparta on the whole was actually going to think about the battle. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I think the moment that I, you know, internally cheered the loudest was, is when Lena Headey stab- stabs yeah. that guy. That's Hell true. Yeah. It's a cool ass scene. It is. It owns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, getting revenge on your rapist. Good. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, good. it's like a nice little callback of her being like, you will not enjoy this. Mm-hmm. This will not. Be yeah. Slow. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. like you know, it's great. It's and then a all nice... the men grabbing coins, yelling "traitor, traitor!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. You know, she knows what... so not subtle. It's so funny. <laughs> she knows I what's know. up. <laughs> I mean, I think she's very good in this movie. We were talking briefly off mic about how it seems like they couldn't get Kira Knightley, and we're like, Lena Headey, you can basically just like do the whole like Kira Knightley bag of tricks, right? She mm-hmm. sounds exactly mm-hmm. like her in this movie. I don't think she does usually. No. She, she I think she's doing a specific accent. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Really? And I feel like she kind of has like the Kira Knightley like mannerisms. Like Pirates of the Caribbean 3 Kira Knightley. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like steely, like upstanding Kira mm-hmm. Knightley. 
Um, I mean, I love Lena Headey. I think she's amazing. She's great in many things, including Game of Thrones, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this does feel like... Uh, like when we talked about Troy, we talked about how like a bunch of specifically like the women in that were that was like their breakout performance, like Rose Byrne and uh, Diane Kruger. Kruger. There we go. Yes. I almost said oh. Diana. I almost said hmm. Diana Agron, who is very different Close actress, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, and how they were kind of like hired to basically like do what more famous actresses like couldn't do because yeah. they couldn't afford them yeah um they're so. like do that shtick you know do like the, the one the british thing yeah the like hot british thing you got it um so i feel like this feels like a version of that but i think she's wild good. that she gets second billing in this and then michael fassbender just shows up and you're like oh, oh. my god it's his first film yeah isn't that did it's you know white. that no it's his first feature film i can't i was crazy. like I was like looking up the cast for this and I was like, how is Michael Fassbender billed so low? Is this like yep. one of his earlier roles? And then I go to his page and it's his first fucking role. I'm like, I'm like, he didn't get his first feature role till he was like 30. I was like, I didn't know that. Like it's he wild. was in British stuff before that. He was like doing TV work in like England because he's Irish or whatever. Right, but, but like, like that's oh like the BBC God. stuff that like every British They're actor all, does. Yeah, right. They yeah. all do it. It doesn't right. count. You right. you're like to. that you're like no it's i actually real. if you're a british actor and you don't appear in an episode of doctor who and then you go to the states they're like you have to come back once you've been in yeah. doctor who like yeah. we we legally can't accept you it's and like that or like a murder mystery on pbs right where it's like there <laughs> yeah there's like a couple of small town bakers yep. Yep. like hiding bodies in their garden yes. or something like that yeah yeah BBC i would love to see that but like set in the 300 universe where it's just a, like one spartan detective must solve the crime we should there should be look i'm a big fan of genre blending and this is obviously like a genre blending movie it's like essentially a superhero movie uh, yes in ancient mm -hmm. greece and it is yeah. also like you know either a music video or a video game or a series of interconnected digital paintings like that are supposed <laughs> to be a movie but like my bridge horse is shaking i would love <laughs> to see like ancient Greece noir mm -hmm. we were talking about how blessed. we want like ancient Greece cottagecore when yeah. we talked about the eagle if you <laughs> haven't guessed Brianna we talk about a lot of like Greek and Roman era well because they were fucking people be fucking people be fucking um yeah. Uh, yeah so I think I think we should make it happen I'm down that's yeah. all that, I'm investing all of my money into that mm -hmm. great speaking Happy of Michael Fassbender and people that <laughs> yeah him oh and, my god yeah him and his little friend i wrote that down oh i love it when he we're is, on the same page i wrote St stelos and astonos gay that's what i wrote <laughs> down on my notepad it is and canon I was, I was very surprised that when he died astonos died there was no like reaction shot from michael mm -hmm. fessbender i was like interesting why did you not do that how <laughs> right? how much do you want to bet it's on the cutting room floor somewhere and someone high up at wb was like okay <laughs> let's reel it back a little bit it's so that that little exchange they have we're still here i someone needs to watch your back or whatever yeah it is. doing more oh from behind your back and just okay. watching it okay mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's almost yeah. too obvious. No, yeah. it's literally. literally yeah. It's like, come on. It's cute. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we need to give Fassbender something to do because it's like, you would think, I was expecting him to be like the son figure to Gerard Butler, but mm -hmm. he's like not. Or like the son who gets like beheaded 
Right. Well, mm-hmm. that's his his friend. Yeah. There, but his like little, his little buddy that yeah. like lives. Like I've been like traumatized by. It. I've talked about this before. I'm like, but like beheadings really scare the shit out of me, especially like from a guillotine. Uh, a guillotine. Oh. Guillotine. Whatever. A guillotine. There's no Say it element. Again. Did we get? Did we get that? Okay. Oh, we gonna, definitely got that. Uh, good thing I edit these. Yeah. Wow, that that guillotine really scares me. No, no like that shot when I was a 13 year old boy, I was like am I going to get beheaded? Like, this is so scary because like you see the head fly, but it's not that image. It's just the image of like the red and like the headless body. And it just like, floop. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm this says, alive. this says a lot about us because I kind of love beheadings in films they're specifically pretty, pretty from oh, swords. No. I think they're cool. Or from a yeah. giant monster with sword hands. Yeah. yeah. What the oh, heck is that? Sword hand monster. Oh my God. <laughs> Right? That is so cool and gross. Yeah. I was like, bring him back. He's only in like one scene. Right? They're like, you're just gonna show us this like massive mutant human person with claws for hands, and you're just gonna give him five seconds of screen. Mm-hmm. That's well, it. that's the thing with Snyder. It's like this. I had the same thing with Army of the Dead. It's like he introduces really cool ideas, but that doesn't go back to them, and you're like, I want that. Show me the God. fucking thing with the monster. Give yeah. me more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like all of the, I'm very invested in all the different like Persian attack forces. Mm. Um, I also think it's hilarious. You talked about the arrows blocking out the sun bit of it. I love when Gerard mm. Butler's like cowards. They're using arrows. Like, yeah, it's really mm. cowardly to use like a tr- time tested battle way, strategy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is such a weird line. Cause you're not like, like in the dirt fighting like men. With all your bodies together. Yeah. Just to rise up and slice them off and be like, look at my abs. Yeah, exactly. Um, But like, I love all the different little like Persian troops that come for them. Um, I'm a big fan of the attack rhino. Mm, A classic. classic. Um, I like the giant that they they bring in. Oh, the gross giant guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's gnarly. I love how all the monsters are human, too. None of them are like, uh, there is no magic, really. It's all like, it's all, I think, or no, there's the oracle. All right. I don't know shit. But everyone else is human. They're human, too. The oracle's a human. Like the, the, what are they? The inbred people? Yeah, the priests, I think. I don't remember their name. Yeah. Everyone's human. And I feel like they make a point to note that, like, the giant was human or, like, all the other creepy people are human, too. They're just, like, yeah, they have fangs, but, like, they're filed down teeth. Like, they're real. They're not, like, mm-hmm. supernatural. Even, um, the you know, in the narration, when they talk about... Uh, oh, my God, we haven't even mentioned the narration. Uh, when they talk about the immortals, which are, like, the, the ninja-adjacent yes. um, Persian <laughs> people, yeah. they talk about, like, they brought in, like wizards with magic and the magic is just like flash bombs yeah. essentially yeah i know it's just flash bombs they're not actual magic i'm like yeah. come on now so on. doing literal martial arts in ancient greece yeah, yeah i know it makes when they pulled out the katanas yeah. i was like what is this what is happening i do think it's in, it kind of goes back to like the like white people versus everyone else thing because mm-hmm. like there's some real culture blending going on between the rhinos and the elephants and the ninjas and mm-hmm. like the very sort of like eurocentric style of fighting that like the foot soldiers use yeah um 
you know, it's just kind of like a hodgepodge of everything. I guess we can really basically like, yeah. blame Frank Miller for that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, this movie is like basically a shot for shot recreation of the comic yeah. book, yeah. the way that like Sin City is. Right, exactly. Um, so, on the magic thing in uh, 300 colon Rise of an Empire, uh, <laughs> the movie presupposes <laughs> that Eva Green makes Xerxes tall and like what he is, because in the uh, beginning of the movie, you see him as like the normal human like a, just like a normal oh, person so he is a magical person and well this is in the second one so they're probably like okay they're retconning. people are like this tall gigantic man with the deepest voice who's very feminine like we have to show how we got to become this of course uh-huh. uh so she sends him into the desert and he like goes into a pool of like gold magic and then he rises out as the gigantic man that he is in the movie interesting oh, of course mm-hmm. interesting let's talk about Xerxes and Rodrigo what? Santo for a moment here. Yes. Rodrigo Santo is like low key one of the best working actors that you like don't realize that it's him and stuff. Like I yeah. I think an, when I think I was looking thing. Oh sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I think I was trying to f- remember what I originally was watching him in that made me look through his filmography and realize he was Xerxes, but I think it was Westworld. Because that's, yes. that's yeah. the yep. other thing I've seen him in, I think. But wow. I forget even who he plays. I haven't seen Hector. this role in so long. He's like Hector. The like who sex. Hector? He was like the sexy cowboy who was dating uh, Maeve. I yeah. Think. Oh my. Oh right, right, right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, he's the fucking bald guy from mm. 300. Mm-hmm. The other thing that blew my mind is if you've ever seen Love Actually. Yes, he's in that too. He's like the hot coworker <laughs> that like, you know, almost has sex with that that girl and then she has to leave to go take care of her brother instead. But like every time I watch Love Actually, I like have to fast forward or like look away during that part because I'm like, he's just, he's so hot. Like, I can't believe that like you're giving this up. Like he's just, he's, uh, I love him. You're Xerxes. I can't see it. I know. Look. He is cool. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he's in a lot of like um, like Spanish language stuff as well. He's in I Love You, Philip Morris. Um, mm-hmm. a classic gay movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're Which forgetting in say. Ben-Hur, uh, he plays uh, Jesus. You oh, know. I'm sorry. He plays Jesus in the Ben-Hur oh, remake. The remake, the yes. The Ben-Hur yeah. remake, of course. Of uh, the hit film. Everyone saw the it. The hit Ben-Hur remake. Everyone was clamoring for Oh, oh yeah. of course. Like, <laughs> this guy was in Lost. Um, he He's was, working. Yeah, he does voice work. He was in He's this, paid. this movie that only I saw called Jane Got a Gun, starring Natalie Portman. Oh, you actually saw that? That saw movie that made too. $20. You oh, hey. saw that too? Oh, no, no, no. I saw it in his filmography. Oh, I, like, I noticed oh, it. It's like, wow, you were the other person who paid for a ticket. I truly no, no. the only person that's seen that film. You know, it's it's not it's not that good, but it could be worse. It's not oh, like wow. unwatchable. Mm-hmm. But also I'm I'm like such a sucker for westerns. Like I will basically watch any western and be like, yeah, good time. You know how like dads are with World War II movies or like mob movies? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's me with oh, westerns. Yeah. Like any comes on and I'm like, yeah, solid three out of five. I had a good time. There were I some guns. <laughs> yeah. yeah great. <laughs> I think with Xerxes, since we're here, we could talk about his uh, queer coding because, my God, did they queer code the shit out of him? Yeah. Not necessarily Hmm. in a good way. I'm actually curious, Brianna, since you hadn't seen this before, like how much of this, how much of kind of like this aspect of it did Mm. you know going in? Like what was surprising to you about like his portrayal? Uh, if anything. Um, Well, all I knew about his portrayal was what I'd seen in Meet the Spartans, 
where they portray him as like a gross like fat guy i think yep who's like covered in piercings even more but like i feel like that kind of uh caricature is not inaccurate of the actual portrayal like i mean he is very like i don't know i don't i i, I don't know like i liked his um i liked his little float with the stairs the big two, fan like, of the float i thought it was so cool when he enters and he's got all those people underneath carrying this and i'm thinking to myself oh my god they must have so many back problems they've had to carry him <laughs> so far on that giant thing and then he walks down walks and they all down little stairs and i'm like this guy's so cool yeah like, fuck it there it cool yeah it's insane that he's so tall he's like Seven so and a half tall. feet tall. I did not realize that, actually. I think I'd forgotten that. I didn't realize he was going to be tall. I didn't realize he was going to have his eyes all blacked out. And I did not realize he had a weird altered voice. I was like, oh, but It's scary. the voice. The that voice throws me every time. so weird. And it's yeah. weird because it's like he sort of is both very masculine and mm-hmm. very effeminate because he has that deep voice. He's obviously super commanding. He's overbearing. He's so much taller. Predatory, yes, to a sense. Yeah, than when he like, grabs Gerard Butler's like, shoulders. Mm-hmm. But he also, obviously, he has like the penciled-in brows and like amazing eyebrows. winged eyeliner. The oh, eyeliner is just incredible. Yeah. Um, and like all the piercings, obviously, and has this sort of, these sort of like delicate sort of more mm-hmm. flamboyant like gestures that he uses yeah and yeah, yeah obviously the like hand touching scene where he like grabs jar bartler's shoulder is very much it's very predatory oh, like totally, you said yeah. so yeah. um i think that and i think that like it was obviously very clear when the film came out that people were immediately reacting and being like this is like so homoerotically coded Mm -hmm. like ooh, but it's interesting because i feel like it's only half of like the homoeroticism in the movie is like this sort of like yeah yeah it's like everywhere and he also feels like he's not even totally feminized he's like this he's like this um not apex but like i don't know the word i'm I'm looking for but this like fusion between masculinity and femininity like coming together like this kind of progressive like masculine man who also embraces like this new like femininity yeah right which is like a fascinating take on it because too then it's like by framing like that more like progressive like masculinity if we want to like say that then for snyder Mm -hmm. to be like this is the villain i think it's interesting because we talked about like the lesbian party or whatever you know what i mean like he's the bad guy because he's like everyone must kneel for me but like if that's the progressive you know what i mean like we ultimately do want like men to be able to like embrace more feminine yes (laughs) sorry i was like yeah yeah yeah, uh the the men need to be spartan like totally no but you know what i mean like at the end of the day it would be good for men to like embrace like femininity and like be comfortable with that yeah but then for that to be like framed as like a bad thing you know of course and it's like you know it's obviously his his makeup and everything is very sort of like drag inspired or it feels that way like with the brows and everything Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i think that it's definitely meant to sort of be this like sort of upsetting in a way 
thing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously, like the difference in power is that the Spartans are like, well, it's good that we want to protect our land for us. And it's bad that people want to come take it away. So it's like, you know, it's obviously one of those we're not so different you and I portrayals, but without the actual inclusion of the we're not so different yeah. you and I part. Like you, you get the feeling that the Spartans and the Persians should sort of be on equal footing with like what they actually want, like war wise, but it's very much not pitched that way. Totally. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the Spartans were doing the same thing exactly yeah. do you know how much of like europe the spartans conquered right yeah. right <laughs> like, it's like all all greeks were fighting all the time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, it's just an interesting like examination of that but then again it's, yeah yeah however on the other side of the coin let's talk about what's going on in the middle of all these 300 soldiers a lot mm-hmm. of fucking <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know historically yes, yes yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i think it is literal just like homoeroticism across the board and just like different varying degrees of it because everything's being penetrated everyone has like phallic images that they're using like it's impossible it's so i think over the top and impossible to ignore you know it's i think it's just it's hard to watch this movie and at least for me and like not see that and then when you do get the ultra as we've talked about with Zack snyder it's like He's so sincere and earnest with like every line of dialogue and statement that it's mm-hmm. so clear to like read into that because you have when Fassbender is dying and he like holds out his hand like an I honor to die by your side, like an honor to live by yours, you're like, Oh, like they're gay. Because Friendship this- on the battlefield. Right, because it's just so Yeah, it's just so like friendship. Yeah. On his sleeve. You know, it's like you can't it's just there's nothing to it except that. I know? even think I think it's the I think it's when Gerard Butler is talking to like the messenger for the Persians, once they're actually in battle, not at the beginning. Mm. Uh and uh the you know, the Persian messenger is like, Well, you know, we just want to share our culture with you and Gerard Butler goes oh we've been sharing our culture all morning meaning like we killed a bunch of your people but like (laughs) (laughs) the way that he says it yeah is very like oh you wish you were sharing your your culture with us totally it also makes me think like sort of calling back to what we were talking about before but just like the like it almost makes me think that there that Zack Snyder is more self-aware then is given credit for but with the fact that like these this peep this this civilization or people or whatever are so resistant to diversity and progression that they're they just died they just died and then they like lied about their story because like he tells he tells he he tells um Faramir from Lord of the Rings he tells him <laughs> yes. he tells him like to tell people that it was a victory or whatever and to like to like uh contort what actually happened and so it's like they lied and they also died and it's like part of me is like i don't know there has to be more there than just like the persians are feminine and evil and the spartans are like the the ideal ethno state and it's like well they did like die like they just died because they didn't want to embrace like progressivism like i don't know yeah it feels like there is something else there but of course it's Zack snyder so it's like who's to say but it's interesting no i think that that is a really good take and i think that you know it sort of ties into the idea i mean literally when they're leaving for battle lena Headey is like come back on your shield or don't come back at all Mm -hmm. like either you come back dead or you come back a victor i don't give a fuck yeah 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 like those are the two options defeat Mm -hmm. is not an option never turn back never surrender yeah 
So mm-hmm. I think that that sort of like plays into this like hyper mask idea of like what Sparta is as well. It's like you win or you die. Mm-hmm. You don't lose. And if you do lose, you pretend that you won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's wild. The whole, like, as you, like, that ties it to the narration, too, because it is, like, being told, like, a story. And so, like, you're led to believe, like, the faux narrative. But then, as you said, like, when all the, the men die, it feels so deflating. Like, they do kind of, like, it kind of ends on, like, a sputter where you're, like, right, they all do have to die. And then they yeah. just get, like, bombarded with arrows. And you're, like, all right. And that's it there's the movie yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yeah i um i think that like there is definitely a commentary i don't know how i think that there there is definitely some level of like intentional commentary on like the spartan war state and mm. like what it means to be a man in sparta because the whole like beginning sort of coming yeah. of age sequence yeah yeah, with young leonidas like killing this wolf and being like men are taught to survive like battle the elements and only the strongest come back and like you're trained in combat from the time you're seven if you're a true man like it's so over the top and it feels very much like we need to lay this out so that you can buy every decision that they then make over the course of the film right including yeah yeah it's so interesting how like they go through all this to be super masked and, and muscular and like like he he they meet up with the other warriors that they unite with and and that he's like oh what are your careers you're a potter you're a sculptor well we're soldiers or like right. all of that yeah. and then they're still fucking beaten by the like effeminate sexual orgy people like it didn't do anything right didn't yeah matter. like i don't know it feels like almost lightly satirical now like looking back at it like <laughs> it's a great way to interpret it i mean i think it all ties back to what jordan was saying at the beginning about like how many different sects of people like this film for radically different reasons Mm -hmm. i feel like for a lot of like you mentioned sort of like the conservative take on this is definitely like well this is what patriotism is it's dying for your country no matter Mm -hmm. what the cost and you can also be like isn't it stupid that they like all died for no reason right (laughs) yes totally like i mean like that is the thing is like that whole opening mantra that you're saying like in a satire that like it feels like a Verhoeven sort of thing where you're like this is so <laughs> aggressively over the top like it there is like to totally something. like a way to like read one way or the other you know what I mean like yeah. you look at Starship Troopers and how some of mainstream America was like this is so cool and other people were like this is a satire but then you could totally have I that's a really insightful thing because you could totally have like a read of this where it's like oh okay Snyder like objectifying men and you're like is this like oh, the male gaze on the male body is that like him trying to like bring a critique or a pov onto like what we're saying you know there's totally a way to sort of like have that flip side of the coin yeah absolutely and that's that's why snyder's films are fascinating because i feel like he does get stuck in the middle of that a lot and it seems like he's just like i don't i wanted to make a movie about some spartans i don't know what to tell you yeah And like there's I remember that I wrote down the scene where he um he's going to bed with Lena Hetty and he like it it just it's just cuts to him naked in front of yep. the window and it's like you didn't have to do that. Like Zack Snyder chose to have him butt ass naked. Yes. Surveying like, his domain, <laughs> looking out over his kingdom. It's so funny. It's like sure it's maybe historically accurate, but you didn't have to do that you chose to make him fully naked (laughs) yeah i also think that there's like there's a really good sort of flip side to like how much the spartans care about war with the you know the sort of like hunchback figure what's Uh, his name oh god i tried to say his name and i already Um, botched it yeah 
FBLTs. That that yeah. cannot yeah. be right. FBLTs. I'm sorry. Some something along those lines. But the idea that he's like, if I can't fight for Sparta, like I am nothing. Even though Gerard Butler is like pretty nice to him about it. He's kind know. of like ableist, I would say. But I mean, yes, <laughs> obviously. He he lets him down gently. He could have been like, This isn't called three hundred and one bitch. Right, like, he could you have better kicked get him out, out of here. The title of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh sorry. Right. We meta. just like we can't make it happen. Um but yeah, like, you know, but the the idea is that like if you can't fight you are nothing. Right. Um, and then obviously that's part of like what leads to their downfall. Right. So their hubris. Yeah. Watch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. Every, every choice they make is really so like every, like they make just bad decisions truly across the board. Bad. Like from the beginning, like when the guy comes in is like, this is blas- like blasphemous. Like, why are you literally trying to kill me? Like you don't kill the messenger. No one ever should kill the messenger. Right. Yeah. And he's just like, nope, this is Sparta. Boop. Kick. Clink. Kick yeah. into the pit. Into yeah. the pit. I mean, even when they're like marching off to battle and the senators in- intercept them and Gerard Butler is basically like, oh, me and 300 of my closest friends are just going for a nice little walk in the woods. Don't worry about it. My personal vanguard or Don't whatever. Don't see us. <laughs> me and 300 nothing. of my closest friends. They're all, they're <laughs> all in like the phalanx little dome position. They're all like shuffling along behind him. Like, He's like, don't, don't, don't look at that. You see nothing. It's a mess from the beginning. Oh, it's so funny. I actually, I really, I did have a lot of fun with this movie. It's, it's hard oh, not yeah, to have fun. fun while watching it. Yeah. Where the second mm-hmm. one, it asks you, it challenges you to have fun. You know, Yo. this one, it's easy hey, to have fun. You watched 300 Rise of an Empire of your own accord. I did. I was not involved in that decision. No. It's just like the difference between those two. It's like that movie is so much less homoerotic and it is really just Snyder bringing everything on. Mm-hmm. It's just all this man. It's yeah. impossible to say it's not him. Uh, uh, yes. He definitely, <laughs> he's a he's a good modern auteur. I think that he does bring this like crazy singular vision to basically everything that he does. And I think that we will unintentionally, well, intentionally, we, we will, will end up long, covering yeah. basically his entire filmography, except for Guardians of Gahul. And of even course. then, we'll try. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we can make it I think it you work. should throw it in there. <laughs> I think you should just do it for funsies. Yeah, just for funsies. It'll be good. A little bonus F. I wonder. Jordan looks like he wants to die. No, no. I just started thinking, <laughs> I started thinking about like the Snyder's because it's like we talked. You talked about with the body building and everything, and I wonder because this movie feels like it had a direct impact on like men and body image, and I feel like it's a conversation that like it gets talked about, but I feel like can be unpacked more. Is like how like the Hollywood six packification yes. of like <laughs> Snyder movies and superhero movies that especially start. Cause I feel like 2008, you get the dark Knight, 2008, you get Iron Man. And like, that's like that's the, the build up to the like beginning. the ideal, like male form that we're getting now. And this movie like coming out two years before that, I guess you could view as like a big part of that. Two other movies I've, I've been thinking about that I think contributed to the six packification um, are Troy, obviously, mm-hmm. with Brad Pitt getting like so incredibly ripped. And weirdly enough, Twilight, because like true Jacob. Yeah, like that was like I think that that oh. was a really big entry in studios being like, oh, my God, people are mm. so fucking horny for these guys with six packs like we got to put this in everything and now it's like it really sucks and it's like you know obviously body standards across the board are like incredibly Uh, terrible terrible but like it's Mm -hmm. really unhealthy for like you know this type of bulking and stuff like that i mean 
I think about there's this Henry Cavill interview from the Grand Norton show that I, I literally think about, about yeah. all the time where he's like, mm-hmm. if now if you do shirtless scenes, you basically can't drink water for four days because mm-hmm. you need the skin to like shrink wrap to the muscle to make you like as jacked as possible yeah yeah no i know way. that's up. gross like it's oh. so unhealthy i mean hugh jackman talked about it too for like wolverine yeah. he's like yeah you don't drink water for like three or four days so you're like incredibly dehydrated doing these shirtless scenes and at, these like, people are t- gonna have health problems i know it's, it's fucked up <laughs> yeah insane. beyond the steroids they're right. gonna have <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, and I remember even stuff like, okay, John Boyega for like Force Awakens and Last Jedi was talking about the insane diet that he like had to be on. I remember some interview where he was like, I'm sorry, I just feel terrible. I've been eating, drinking nothing but smoothies for two weeks. And it's like, he's literally in a jacket and a shirt the entire time. Like Like, nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this, it's, I feel like it's this very weird kind of like across the board now it's like required Mm -hmm. to get so jacked for this kind of stuff and it really right. is like not super healthy yeah so. i mean it had an impact with me when i was that age i was like I'm sure I totally was like as a teen boy i was like my image of what i need to be is fucked yeah. for years mm-hmm. because of this movie or like you know the way like which society like pitches this to like teen boys and men it's yeah. fucked up this is the ideal right yeah. i mean obviously yeah. it doesn't get like as much traction as like the crazy like female body standards totally, totally. which are equally terrible but like Not i really good. think like across the board it is this kind of like it's just it's impossible like yeah. you're never gonna achieve it um so it's interesting to think about and i think we should just revert to like the 80s when everyone was just kind of mm. like hot in like an animal magnetism type of way (laughs) that's that's my pitch love it (laughs) like i want everyone to look like tom Selleck in magnum pi oh hot like yes that would be great uh, <laughs> a better world is possible. Right. Yeah, it's that it's that <laughs> meme. If like if society was society like, the flying if. cars, yeah, that's yes. what it is. Yeah, if everyone yeah. looked like Tom Selleck, yes. great. Yes. So, do you want to talk about when this movie came out? Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Why do you have something else that you no, would no, no, like no, no, to no. mention? We'll come back to it. Okay. Okay. So, um, this movie was sort of split between critics and audiences um (laughs) my favorite piece of trivia is that it premiered at the berlin film festival uh early 2007 and it got panned at a press screening with critics booing for it at the end and then when it publicly premiered a couple hours later it got a standing ovation yes that rules (laughs) (laughs) critics suck so like there you go this is definitely like a movie for the people i wonder which one snyder was at probably the one with the fans right i guarantee you went to the public screening yes yeah um but obviously as we mentioned this film was like so iconic um made a gross amount of money it made so much money so how much money did it make so came out march 2007 it opened at number one in over 3,000 theaters which is a lot of theaters wow opening weekend (laughs) opening weekend it made 70 million (laughs) dollars wow like so much money people wanted to see that movie yeah and it stayed number one for the second week as well making 32 million dollars its second weekend it's so weird how four quadrant and big this movie was for being wicked as we've mentioned hyper violent and gay and every like it's insane highest that this yeah. movie made so much yeah. money it was the highest grossing r-rated f- 
super, I don't know, action film maybe mm. until Deadpool. I think Deadpool cracked wow. it. Wow. I don't know if this knocked Passion of the Christ off or if they considered a different. Listen, I know extremely <laughs> well. That is that was the highest grossing R rated movie for like mm. forever. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it in theaters. But. It is so crazy to think that a movie like this that is so violent and graphic di- and rated R did so well. And it's like now we've moved so far away from that yeah. when it's clear that movies like this can do well and people want to see them. And like we're still pushing this like family friendly PG-13 desexualized mm-hmm. like yeah. like um, sanitized. Oh, that's so weird. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's like people huh. people like stuff to be cutting edge. They like kind yeah. of like the scandal aspect of it. I mean, this movie is very sexy and like not just from like the sex scenes. Like it's very sexually charged. Oh, yes. Everyone's horny in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Everyone. no question. So it's so weird that yeah. like you look at this in Magic Mike and how they were sort of like this was so marketed to like mainstream America <laughs> yes. and Magic Mike. They botched it but like this feels sort of akin to that you know what i mean just like in terms of like the way they're showing the male form but just because like magic mike is like about strippers that they just couldn't have that Hmm. marketing in on it yeah i was gonna say i feel like magic mike suffered because it was about a more sensitive topic whereas like anyone could go see 300 and be like yeah i'm definitely going for the action or like for the war movie i watched cool three right, yeah right, right. i watched yeah. 300 for the plot mm. uh-huh. you know <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that kind of stuff um but yes it a total in total this movie made 454 million dollars worldwide God. on a production budget though of 60 mil okay wow so. wait is that not that big of a deal no that's no, that's pretty that's, high okay. <laughs> that's yeah. like I was going to say, like, con- wait, what? <laughs> considering, considering that they made this movie like literally on a soundstage with a bunch of blue screen, like that is pretty high. Yeah. And um, 60 million, especially by today's standards, like Army mm-hmm. of the Dead was made for 90 million, which is considered not a lot like now. So that's which like is, pretty nuts. Yeah. Snyder with these budgets, man. He's He's got the blank check. I would love to see him in a room to talk, see how he talks to studio execs. Mm-hmm. Pre maybe the whole WB thing. Right. But like. He had to be, he has to be like a great pitcher. Well, I actually. Oh, he absolutely has to be. Yeah. Right. For this movie, actually, he basically, they scanned all of the comic book pages from the original 300 graphic novel. And then they like did simple animations around them, like moving clouds mm. or like, you know, mm. you know, the ground would move or stuff. And uh, they paired that with like a 360 degree shot that was like gonna like uh, an example of the visual style. And that's hmm. what they pitched. And that's what got them the money Whoa. to make this oh, wow, cool. so hmm. i feel like he comes in because as we've mentioned like he's so singular and he's so visual i feel like he comes in with like the mm-hmm. this is what it's gonna look like yeah this is totally. what it's gonna like, damn, be damn he's got it yeah yeah it's yeah. so interesting that he and because like frank miller's batman and stuff like then he goes to sort of like do that with you know the dark or not the dark knight batman versus superman and everything you know it feels like he and him have like a similar Miller and Snyder. It's shocking that he didn't do Sin City because that feels like it could be a Snyder movie, you know? Yeah. Totally. Huh. Yeah. What a weird movie that is. Very bizarre movie. I have not seen that. I own it. I bought it from a thrift store and I still have yet to watch it. A great thrift store purchase. (laughs) It makes choices. Yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely makes choices. Um, (laughs) So yeah, short answer. This movie was extremely, extremely popular. Okay, what were you... Did you want to talk about something before? Oh, no, I just had a thought when we were talking about the storyteller who, like, 
uh, who's the guy who tells the story at the end? But Faramir. Faramir. Yeah, sorry. So when he decides <laughs> that guy. when Gerard Butler's like, you are the one who has to tell the story. It reminded me of Game of Thrones when uh, Peter Dinklage is like, and I know who is the one who needs to be king. Brand the Broken. And he's like, I know who's the one to tell the story. This man with one eye. I yes. believe <laughs> you are the one. I believe in the power of crippled people telling right, stories. Telling Holy us narratives. Shit. I'm oh just like, God. oh no. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. It was all I thought of. I mean, yeah. like my brain just like I was thrown back in my seat to whatever 2018 or 19, whenever that wrapped. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. <sighs> A mess. Okay. Anyways. Brianna, is there any anything else that you wanted to touch on before we kind of move into our little wrap up here? I did have one thing that's yes. Yes. anything we're talking about, but did you guys notice that the theme sounds a lot like the Wonder Woman theme? Yes! yes. And then I was like, I was looking in uh, Zack Snyder's filmography and I was like, oh, of course, he was like executive producer mm-hmm. of it. So that yep. makes total sense. But they have the same like, like, like yeah, yeah like that yeah. same rhythm yep and like yeah i was like this is the wonder woman thing it is fuck. almost exactly <laughs> the same yes and yeah. i i love like electric guitar like i as like a score component yeah. like it's so sexy when the electric guitar kicked in during 300 i was like yes Yes, yes, I'm into this. I'm feeling this. Uh-huh. Um, it's really good. But yes, it is basically just knockoff. I'm the so glad thing. you noticed that because yeah. I was thinking it. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I like looked it up on Google and I like maybe I was like skimming too quickly, but I did not see anything else like comparing the two. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, they're both Zack Snyder movies. They sound exactly the same. How has no one else like said anything about this? <laughs> Truly. Yeah. But thank God. I mean, okay, it's, cool. it's hilarious, too, because it's hard rock music to a bunch of shirtless men just like walking out. And you're like, all right, here we go. That's America. Here we go. That... <laughs> that is, that's like Snyder's like that's him distilled into one image. That's and what just, movies yeah. are all about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I would love to see the movies he made as a child and what he was envisioning. Release the oh actual god. Snyder cut. I want the yeah. Snyder home videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We know, like, you know, Spielberg was like, I was making war movies with my Super Eight camera. Snyder was making what with his? I know, <laughs> I know right? We need to know. I bet he was kind of making similar to what you were making in your backyard. Oh, I'm sure. Little Thorns and Sandals epics with like the pine trees in the background. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. Do you want to guess the average letterbox rating? I actually do. I am so unsure what the fuck this has. I like, I think I remember because I looked on letterbox last night. So I think I know. So I don't want to guess and influence you. I'll I'll go first. Then you can go next. Okay. 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 I want to say three. I don't want to go too high. I don't want to go too low. I'm going to go like three, four. Four, three, 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 three. Okay. Er, All right. Final answer. Pick one. Three, 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 three. Okay. Brianna, do you want to put in a guess? I think I remember. I remember it. It's like, I think the, the levels are like biggest in the middle, but yeah. I don't remember. It wasn't dead in the middle. It was like one of the ones on the side. It's either 3.5 or like a little below a three. I don't remember. I'm going to say it's a 2.5. Wow. Okay. All right, I have good news. 
one of you is correct. Fuck! <laughs> Congratulations to Jordan. Oh! That makes sense. Okay, all right. I knew it was one of them. All yeah. Right. Most nice. people give this like movie three. three stars. There's a surprisingly high scattering of three and a halfs and fours. Um, three and a half. A yeah. ton of fives. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, more than you would expect, actually. Yeah, um, and over three hundred a thousand people have watched this movie on letterboxd yeah. so Jesus. it's relatively popular and yeah. now you and now and now me you, I joined. you joined the ranks um i would just like to shout out my favorite letterboxd review we do yes, this please. uh occasionally nice. um which was uh from cecil who gave this two stars i have seen gay movies I have seen homophobic movies. This is the first movie to be both gay and homophobic. Zack Snyder, I hate you. That's great. (laughs) Which I think is really just sums up what we've talked about in this episode. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I love it. Would you like to give your queer quadrant rating? Yes, I would. You're pulling back your arrow to kill Leonidas. <laughs> um, or when, when when he kneels, the fucking narr- narration, sorry, when like Leonidas goes to throw his spear, the guy's like, the shield was too heavy. The like when he's describing why Leonidas oh, yeah. like dropped his shield and everything and right. like why he kneeled, he was like, it wasn't because he was kneeling, but because he was going to do something really cool. And you're yeah. Like, <laughs> Thank you for telling us. Of course, because oh we, we have to know. We right. cannot tell. We cannot be stressed for a single moment mm-hmm. about whether he's actually kneeling to these people. Oh. I do kind of love the narration of this movie. I'm wow. not going to lie to you. Yeah. It didn't bother me as much as I expected it to. It's kind of nice because it's like a fable. It's like a fairy tale almost. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with the opening sequence with the wolf in like the little The insane pass. wolf. The yeah. like the monster wolf. wolf. Yeah. yeah. With like the saber teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot like, that it opened with like the baby deaths thing that like immediately yeah. started. And I was like, right. They uh, throw babies off cliffs. Yeah. yeah. Gotta, gotta do it. You know, as one does. <laughs> as right. one yeah. does. Okay. Let's see. This is actually kind of a tricky one. I know. It is because it is both a little homophobic and a little gay yep. at the same yep. time. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I think I just got to go right down the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna say three stars. Yeah, yeah. Three stars Same. on the QQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's look. Michael Fassbender knows what the fuck he's doing. So at least he's one star in. for yeah. all of that. Um. And then definitely, I think like the all the like coded sort of business with the Persians. And then finally, all of the interactions between the Spartans mm-hmm. and everything that's going on there. It's just like a large variety of like what we code very often yes. as being homoerotic. Um, so, you know, versatility. I think that that's nice. So three stars mm-hmm. for me, Jordan, how you feeling? I think a three too. I, yeah. I'm like, cause on one hand you could be like, Oh, it's a freaking five. Like it's impossible to ignore, but then it's also like, Hmm, not necessarily the best. And I don't, I don't think right. it was very intentional. I don't think it was meant to be the way uh, that it is. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree completely with what you said. I think it's just like sort of the whole thing with this movie. There's so many ways to break it down. For me, it's like sort of like fascism, but gay. Um, <laughs> and just like sort of what Gerard Butler says, where he's just like the Athenians. Oh, those gay men and all that stuff where it's just like across the board. And as we've, I think we've sort of touched upon everything, but it's like so phallic so nude so gay (laughs) it's just impossible i think to overlook it all and whether snyder intended it whether he didn't i think that this movie is sort of like a touchstone one of the more important 
I don't want to say queer movies, but like influential movies, I would say. Of for better the or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah absolutely. Like the impact of this had. I mean, I'm sure like so many teen boys were like, that movie's so cool without ever recognizing that it was gay. And yeah. so yeah. I would love to like talk to someone from my high school and be like, so like, what do you think of 300 now that you're like grown, you know? Cause I'm sure mm-hmm. the way we view movies has changed. Oh, so, definitely. I mean, definitely for me, I can't say that this is the coolest thing I've ever seen anymore, but yeah. I think you have a good like retrospective on this movie yeah. though, where you like talk about how it influenced you and like influenced the culture. I mean, I feel like I even remember, I'm a couple years younger than you, but I remember like people running around, like, <laughs> you know, at recess. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and like yeah. kicking oh each God. other down hills uh-huh. or whatever <laughs> like absolutely was, on a snow day just yes. drop kicking a kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no i very much agree brianna how about you where are you putting this a three definitely yeah. agree with everything you guys said just the like it's like you can't ignore like what like intentionally or not like what he's given us like it's it's you can't ignore both what he's unintentionally given us and also like like from either sides like the homophobic aspect and the gay aspect like intentional or unintentional it's like all there in this weird melting pot of of gay homophobia i don't know (laughs) but it's like because it is so gay but then there are such clearly like weirdly prejudiced aspects to it clashing Mm -hmm. with it at the same time so it's definitely like down the middle um Mm-hmm. three movie i would say Absolutely. yeah i feel like it, it it's sort of in the public perception it's very much viewed that way too um we talked about yeah. stand by me last week with the king cast and uh when we mentioned that this is what we were covering next week scott wampler was like oh yeah, that movie's gay yeah. like, like everyone's just like right <laughs> everyone yeah. oh knows. my god um <laughs> so it's definitely it's cemented itself in it's pop culture like yeah. we said for oh, better my- or for worse <laughs> I forgot, I didn't even mention this. My favorite Google, so like while doing research or whatever, and like looking up articles, there was one article where, oh yeah, where it was basically like posing the question, if you like 300, does it make you gay? And I was like, <laughs> fellas, oh my God. Is it gay to like 300? <laughs> literally an article on like the idea of like, can I like this movie and like be a little aroused? Like, does that make me gay? Like, I don't know what to fucking think. Like, oh my God. Nice. <laughs> so, funny yes that's great I oh mean, my god i love that movies. sums up the movie yeah it's gay to like 300 mm-hmm. yeah it's perfect yeah. <laughs> i do hope that one day Zack snyder returns to this well because as oh was revealed yes. the very you know maybe a couple weeks ago on the internet he apparently wrote a was it a sequel a, the th- yeah so the yes, third I, would be yeah. the third one yeah 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 he, which would be which would be a movie about Alexander the Great exploring the gay nature of his relationships which honestly sounds, sounds great. great yeah and they like wouldn't let him because it wasn't explicitly enough about 300 so they were like no right. we can't do it if it's not going to be 300 and he was like oh yeah. I would I would kill to see a gay Zack Snyder Alexander oh, movie. Yeah. I need to know what that would be. I feel like That'd if Army amazing. of the Dead makes enough money for Netflix, which it definitely will, with like the video game planned and like all these prequels planned and like right. the spinoffs, yeah. like maybe they'll let him do it as like you know you do his side, little yeah. passion project for sure. Um, I would personally love. He shoots to it see in it. his backyard like he did with the Justice League pickups. Yeah. He's just like, all right. You know what? You come over one day. You come over. We're going to make this movie. A little home video, Zack Snyder. 
Yes. It'll be a good time. Um, wow. We'll see. I need to see that movie. I know. One, we can hope. So that that's the future of 300. We talked about the past. We talked about the present. That is hopefully what we're going to be looking forward to. I love it. In future years. Wow. Yeah. Priyana, thank you so much. A delight. For thank being you here. for having me. This was great. Thank you great for discussion. standing by our side as we charge into, you know, the fields of rhinos um, and podcasting. And, oh, <laughs> Giants yeah, true. and things. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasting's the same as, you know, this. Definitely. It feels the same. No yeah. question. Yes. I mean, logging on to Twitter exactly is like the, the Battle of Thermopylae. It's you Absolutely. and then everyone around you is terrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I basically every terrible movie we cover on this podcast, we're like, this is Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Like this yeah. is Twitter. All sure. the arrows <laughs> the it's Leonidas standing up as you and then all the arrows are just like reply guys. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think yeah. there's any question. Um, speaking of Twitter, Brianna, if people want to follow you and read their read your writing, which they absolutely should, um, where can they find you? Can follow follow me, find me on Twitter at just Breezigs, Um, and you should subscribe to my newsletter. That's weird. Brianna Ziegler.substack.com, please. Absolutely. <laughs> um, your current Twitter username as of this recording is Charles Foster Kane, which in my opinion is the best username it's that incredible. I've seen in a yes. hot That's sec. So just wanted to give that a shout so out. Funny. Not course, as important you. as the Substack, but pretty close. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to find us, we are also on Twitter. I am at Brooke B. Solomon. Jordan H. Gus. And we are together at Queer Quadrant. And you can find this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Five stars only. Five Spartans only. Or we'll come behead you. Mm. Or With make you kneel to us, which is obviously much scarier. Um, but yes, tweet at us. Tell us what you think about this movie and the legacy that it's left behind. What you think about the unreleased Zack Snyder gay Alexander film. What do you think the name would be? Like 300 colon Alexander? Yeah, probably. 300, uh, I don't know, domination of an empire or something. It is about yeah. like empires, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd still know. probably be called 300 like something. 300 yeah. colon. Related. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so... So there's that. How many porn parodies do you think there are? I don't even want to think about it. A 300? I... <laughs> a mil- 300. Right. At least 300. <laughs> yeah, at least. Nice. Nice. I nice. actually like don't even want to think about it. So many. <laughs> so many. I mean, there's a Batman so vs. Superman one. So we at least know that Snyder has one porn parody oh, on his I mean, uh, docket. Or not whatever. to get like gross for a second, but if we're talking, I'm sure there's a million Sucker Punch ones. Like, oh, that's the, exactly. that's there's like the, yeah, so, exactly. Rule yeah. 43 or whatever it's called. There's definitely legend of the owls whatever. Oh, no whatever the fuck no. that's called legends of it's the worst title ever ever it's legend of the guardians the owls of gahool gahool owls you know there's an l at the end yeah. and like a little apostrophe it's so it's It'd be so. called gahooters Yes, that'd be the porn title. Oh no! I'm dabbing. That was see, but I'm dabbing. Amazing. I mean, (laughs) I don't even know how we can top that. That's so good. Well, if you find any of these, fuck. If you find any of these, don't tweet them at us. No owl porn to us. But you can maybe tweet about them in in a general sense. Um, or you know, let us know what you'd like to see us cover in the future. Like next week, which is going to be. 
Uh, next week for a completely different <laughs> change whiplash. in pace, but also not really. Um, we're talking about the Lego Batman movie. Ooh. Don't ask us how we got roped into this one, but it's what? happening. Oh. And Jordan has some galaxy brain takes. Pretty gay. So tune in for that next week. Gay representation in children's media matters too, especially Absolutely. if it's Lego Batman. Yes. So enjoy that next week. Love it. Okay. Jordan, do you have anything you would like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah. I just think it's important for everyone to remember that there's no room for softness. Definitely not in Sparta. (laughs) Definitely not. Another incredibly coded line. Yes. Yep.